Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for today is from the Gospel according to St. John, the 8th chapter. My dear friends in Christ, what is truth? Those three words were uttered by Pontius Pilate as the Christ was before him being tried and right before his crucifixion. Those three words have seemed to echo into eternity, even into today. After all, it's so common today to hear, well, go out and live your truth. Be your truth. Have your truth. Now, your truth could be that you are a giant blue smurf, but that doesn't make it true. Your truth doesn't matter. The truth that matters, and in fact, it is the only thing that is true, is Jesus. The answer to Pilate's question, and the answer to the question so many are asking today, what is truth, is Jesus. Jesus is the truest truth that has ever been true. Everything that he has ever done whether it is existing before creation, whether it is creating the world, whether it is interacting with all of his creation through the Old Testament, whether it is deigning to come among us by taking on human flesh, whether it is by living a perfect life of obedience to his Father and to all who are in authority over him, whether it is living and dying and resurrecting, suffering and being buried, whatever it is, Christ is true. There is nothing more true than this. It is the heart and it is the foundation of the Christian faith. But the Christian faith is not this alone. The Christian faith has two more words that are necessary for you. Or if you're saying it to yourself, for me. Jesus is true, but he is true for you. It's one thing if I stood up in front of you and I said, you know, I've got a million dollars in my bank account. And you would say, well, we're paying faster too much. It's another thing if I stood up in front of you and I said, I have a million dollars in my bank account for you. For you. Those two words make all of the difference. Christ existed before all of creation for you. Christ created the world for you. Christ interacted with his creation through all the Old Testament for you. Christ deigned to come and take on your flesh for you. Christ lived that perfect life of obedience for you. Christ lived and died and was resurrected. He suffered and was buried for you. Those two words make the difference. This is what truth is. And Christ says, if you abide in my word, you're truly my disciples because you will know the truth. And that truth will set you free. That truth of Jesus for you is the freest 
free thing in the world. There is nothing you need to do to earn it. There's nothing you need to do to grasp it. It is for you. It is free. It is given all of the time. It is always accessible. It is for you. And that is why this day is so special to us. Because no matter what other doctrines are inserted into the church, the church has always persevered. But there comes a time when the church has to reform, when the church has to reclaim the truth. And so today, even as we mourn over the division in the churches, we give thanks to God for Martin Luther and all of the reformers along with him who sought out that truth to say the righteousness of God is not what I do to be righteous before him. The righteousness of God is a free gift in Jesus Christ that makes me righteous. It declares me righteous. There's nothing I need to do. It is for me. And it is for you. That's Reformation Day. And Christ says, if you abide in His Word, if you study His Word, if you meditate on His Word, if you, well, like a cow, chew the cud of His Word, chewing it up for a little while, swallowing it, vomiting it back out, chewing it up again, swallowing it, vomiting back up, that's what we do with God's Word. And if we abide in His Word, if we rest in His Word, if we live in His Word in this way, you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. Free from what? The Jews thought Jesus was loony. We're children of Abraham. We've never been enslaved by anyone. They must have forgotten their entire history. I mean, the Egyptians, right? All the people who otherwise took over Israel, cast the Israelites out of Israel, let them return to Israel. They were slaves to all these people. And now they're essentially slaves to the Romans, having to do what the Romans demand. They've never been slaves to anyone though, right? No, they're loony here. But they've missed the point. How is it if we've never been slaves to anyone that you say the truth is going to set us free? I don't see chains. I don't see shackles. I don't see whips on my back. How am I to be set free? Jesus says, if you've committed a sin, you are now a slave to sin. It's worse for us, my friends. It's not just that we've committed a sin. It's that we are sinners. Each and every single one of us. We are conceived in sin. It is given to us. It is a genetic disease all the way from Adam and Eve. And even if we could try in this world to not sin, it's still an utter failure for us. We are sinners. It's not just that we've committed something bad. It's that this is our state. This is our being. We are separated from God. We have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That means all of us are deserving of nothing but hell. We're a slave to sin. You may not see your chains, but they're there. You may not see the whips at your back, but they're there. We are slaves to sin. And sin does with us what it wishes. Except. Except. Or I kind of like the word, but. It's even smaller. 
but the Son has set you free. You see, if you're a slave, you don't get to stay in the house of your master. You don't. In biblical times, if you were a slave, you served a master for seven years, you were cast out of the house. If you did not declare that you were indeed part of that family, they would set you free. You never looked back. You were not a part of the family at all. But here's the deal. The son of the master has come. He has broken your chains. He has brought you into the house. And if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. The son has paid the price for your sin. The son has given all that he has for your sin. The son of God has taken on your flesh, has crucified it, has crucified all of sin with him and rose from the dead to give you that promise of everlasting life. The Son has set you free. And so you are free indeed. What is truth? This is truth. What is truth? Jesus is true. What is truth? Jesus has done all of this for you. There is no end to his love for you. The son looks upon you, the slave to sin, and has compassion, taking your place, breaking your chains, putting himself there that he might rescue you and bring you into his house forever. This is Reformation truth. This is what we have now proclaimed for 505 years. 1517, October 31st, Martin Luther nailed the 95 theses on the door of the Wittenberg Church. While that wasn't what we would call a Lutheran document, if you ever read it, there's a whole lot of Roman Catholic doctrine in there, but it was the start of questioning the authority of the Pope. The Pope and the councils who so often contradict one another, it is the start of this, where we are able to look to them and say, we have no source of truth except for the very word in which we abide. We will not listen to councils. We will not listen to popes. We will not listen to traditions. We will not listen to anything that contradicts the word of God. The word of God is our source. The word of God is the source of truth. And on it, we will base everything that we believe, teach, and confess. We continue to do this today. With everything that surrounds us, we continue to do this today. With the beautiful images of this church of the Reformation that has been built, we continue to teach the faith that comes to us out of the Word of God, whether it be the sacraments or the crucifixion of Christ, whether it be the baptism of Jesus or His nativity, whether it be the Trinitarian symbols that we have up behind the organ, and if you haven't seen those, you need to get back there, or even Martin Luther standing in the middle of the back of the church. We continue to teach the truth whether it is the services we conduct and all of the different ways that we do it, whether it is the preaching of his word or the reading of it, whether it is the forgiveness of sins or a baptism, whether it is the Lord's Supper, we continue to bring the truth of the scriptures to you because this is a Reformation church and it's for you. Everything we do is for you. Not because, well, we're just that self-aggrandizing or that's self-giving, but we do it 
because Christ has done it for you. And in this place, Jesus is here. You being here this morning is the very embodiment of what Christ is saying. If you abide in my word, you are surrounded by his word in this place and you will continue to be so. If you've ever looked at your hymnal and looked at all of the little tiny letters that are around the different hymns and the parts of the liturgy, you can see all of the places where what we say, what we pray, what we sing, what we confess, all of the places where this is taken directly from the scriptures. That is the living embodiment of abiding in his word. In this place, we abide in the word of God. And in this, we know the truth. And the truth will set us free. My friends, you are no longer slaves to sin. Your chains have been loosed, broken, destroyed. And now you are free. You are free. Not to go and do what you wish, but to go and do what God wishes you to do. And when the day comes, and it will come probably today still, when you do what you wish as opposed to God, know that he has set you free from that sin as well. And that he continues to call to you to repent and be forgiven of, the sins, of your sins. Know too that your God is calling you all of the time so that you may abide in his word. He is surrounding you with his living in your heart. He is calling out to you to believe in the gospel, that gospel truth that is for you. The Son has set you free, my friends. And so you are free indeed in Christ Jesus, free to live in this world without fear of reprisal from God, free to live in this world without reprisal of the world. For what can the world do to you when you have the promise of life everlasting in the gospel? You are free. What is truth? Your Jesus is truth. And he is here for you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all human understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.